0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 381, and we've got a Great guest with us. Um, We've got Adrian Spassel. Uh, I'm probably totally destroyed your surname. I apologize, Adrian. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's a new record. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers?
1: Yes, I'm uh, I'm Adrian Spiak. Um, I'm the co founder of uh, Cosmos Labs and Translate Press. We basically are. Uh, focusing on uh, delivering premium uh, plugins for WordPress.
0: Oh, that's great. And I've got my great co-host, Cindy Nicholson. Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers?
2: Sure. Hi, everyone. It's Cindy Nicholson here from thecoursewhisperer.com, and I help entrepreneurs that want to create great online courses.
0: So, Adrian, um, you produce a really fantastic uh, multi-language plugin that would uh, be really useful for um, membership or people that got a course website that looking to have more than one language. But I thought the first to start off with, we would um, be discussing um, some of the things people got to know about how to set up uh, a plugin like yours and what are the pitfalls and some things that they should know. How does that sound, Adrian?
1: Yeah, sounds great.
0: Right. But before we go into that, folks, I just want to quickly talk about one of my major sponsors, and that's Kinster Hosting. And what does Kinster Hosting provide? Well, it provides only WordPress hosting. It only specializes in hosting WordPress websites. It specializes if you're looking for quality hosting, if you've got a membership or an e-learning course site, or you've got an e-commerce site, Kinster is a perfect partner. They offer all the technology, all the bells and whistles, staging site one-click one backup, but the main thing, the main two things is that their network utilizes Google Cloud hosting, and secondly, they offer tremendous 24-7 support, which is some of the best in the industry. So if you're a developer, power user, or somebody that just got fed up with mediocre hosting, go to Kinster.com. Right, Adrian. So what do you think are some of the main things people got to be aware of before they set up, um, look at having a site that has multiple languages?
1: Yeah, so I think the the main thing or the main question, the basic question they should ask is, do they really need a multilingual site? And why exactly... uh, would they need a multilingual site? For example, in, in some countries like, I don't know, Canada or Switzerland, uh, uh, you don't have uh, an option really. You, you, if you're a professional business and uh, you wanna, you're well established, you have to uh, provide your language in your website in multiple languages. But other than that, I think there are a lot of advantages on, of uh, offering a multilingual Website. One of them is the ability to reach more people. You can reach more customers. If you're, like, you have a web membership site or you have a, a shop that's selling products, H- having the content available in the user's native language is uh, a key to gaining trust, credibility, and can also increase conversions. So there are several studies, I won't enter into a lot of details, we haven't performed any study ourselves, but um, from the case studies we read and uh, the things available on the internet, you can see a significant increase in uh, traffic as well as conversions uh, on businesses which opted to, to build a multilingual website.
0: Oh, that's great. great. Cindy.
2: Yeah, I, I, Adrian, thanks for that. It's I, I, you know, I live in my world where I'm mostly English. And, you know, most of the websites that I go to are English. Um, And it's interesting, because I'm planning a trip in September. So I'm visiting a lot of websites that are in different countries, so Japan, China, or what have you. And I'm finding that the translation to English is super, super important. Um, Can you, can you, you talk about the advantage of being able to reach more people, but Can you talk a little bit more about how to know whether or not your, you know, your membership site or your course, whether or not you should, um, is there a way to find out whether or not you you are missing out on opportunities?
1: Absolutely. I think the, the simplest way would be to open Google Analytics and check out your traffic sources and see you have a the exact uh, countries list uh, where you're, I don't know, and per- per- percentage of um, customers or uh, visitors that come from each country. So I think you can easily assess uh, if uh, uh, a significant number of visitors come from a certain country, which, uh, for example, I do not speak English, it probably would be a good idea to. To have your website translated into the, their language as well.
2: Yeah, I think that makes that make that's a great idea. Just even going to Google Analytics to see where your audience is coming from is a great way to see if there's people who maybe you know as a second language um, accessing your site.
1: True, and uh, another thing which comes to mind, for example, if you're offering like uh, you have a membership site or you have a uh, an e-commerce uh, shop. And you basically want to expand your reach. You want to reach more people, reach uh, people from different countries. This is the way to go. You you should uh, have your content translated in their language as well.
2: And no, that's a good point. Jonathan?
0: Yeah, so um, what are the kind of technical technology solutions out there and what's some of their strengths and weaknesses?
1: Yeah, this is a very good question. Um, If we're talking about WordPress, uh, there are, I see three options. You could either uh, go for a plugin, uh, multilingual plugin, which basically allows you to translate your website in multiple languages, which from my point of view is the most available and convenient option. The The second option would be Let's say you want to, for more complex websites which have uh, different content in different languages, I would suggest uh, setting up a WordPress multi-site. And uh, uh, that allows you to basically have a certain site in one language. So you basically have a language for each site. This is... uh, Super convenient when you have, for example, different products or different things uh, available for each language. But can become a huge hassle when you have to, if you have the, third, the same uh, content and you need to manage, like each website. Uh, imagine that updating, for example, a product description, updating is it in English and then going to, I know, French, Italian, and so on. It, it can be pretty. Uh, complicated to to manage. The third option would be to integrate like a third party software as a service and like uh, Bablic, for example, which has the benefit that it's pretty easy to set up and use. But the main uh, disadvantage is that uh, once you stop paying, basically all the translated content uh, you're losing it. It's not it's not available anymore. So Uh, your website uh, stops being multilingual which is a pain it's a pain and uh, uh, this is something I would recommend only to users who have a huge budget and uh, are not technical at all
0: all right Uh, let's go on sorry
1: I know coming back to the the plugins like the wordpress plugins you have a lot of solutions which uh, we can go into which offer a lot of uh, options like for translating different type of interfaces and different type of like complexity so you have a, a wide ver- variety of options which you can use to translate your website
0: so excluding your own solution yes, yes. which we which we're going to talk about later on um what do you see as the three main leading multi-language plugins in the wordpress community at the present moment and could you you know i'm sure you seem a very fair person so could you outline um their weaknesses and their strengths
1: of course uh i haven't uh, i must admit i haven't played a lot with uh, most of them lately but uh i did uh, uh, use a lot of them uh, in the past so there I, are...
0: I, thought, I thought you might so that's why i, I suggested you come yeah, on the yeah. show because i thought you'd be somebody that's tested them quite extensively
1: yes yes uh, so the the main um free plugin that uh I'm saying the main one because it has the most active installs, it's Polylang. Uh, This is the most uh, popular free solution, and the most popular paid solution is WPML. Uh, These are two, uh, judging by the the number of users that use them, two of the most popular uh, translation solutions on on the market. the thing that uh, the way they they like strengths and weaknesses. Okay, let's go into that. Uh, we used to work with WPML a lot. It is a really useful tool for complex websites. It has the, I think a ton of features and it has uh, support from a lot of teams and uh, plugins. You know, a lot of them are WPML compatible. So they had compatibility in order to to be able to create multilingual sites using uh, WPML. The main uh, issues that we had with uh, the plugin was uh, related to speed sometimes, and the fact that uh, you know it's more it's uh, it can get pretty complex and uh, a lot, pretty complicated to set up for uh, our clients before before building products we were. Uh, Uh, development agency so we used to build a website for a lot of clients and uh, the main issue we encountered with WPML was that sometimes uh, uh, editing stuff or updating translations was not so straightforward it was it's an excellent tool but it's more like a developer tool than uh, a tool that can be used uh, for someone which hasn't any technical knowledge and uh, you know, it's uh, just wants uh, his website translated. So I would put it like that.
0: And and the other one? And Polylang,
1: pretty much uh, the same. Uh, I think it's uh, a little bit easier to use. Uh, Of course it's free, so it has a huge user base and you know, all that feedback, it uh, got, you know, acted upon because when you have users, you can uh, get a lot of feature requests and bugs, so you can polish your product pretty well. Uh, I would say it's also a good solution. Uh, I don't find it uh, sufficiently intuitive. That's uh, for for, uh, beginners. Uh, We're talking about, People who are business owners, who are website owners, who are membership site owners who just want to have their website translated in the easiest way possible. And why, do, why am I saying that yeah, our vision was, you know, I wanted something that uh, was super easy to use that would let you tr- know exactly what you're translating most of the plugins on the market uh, do the translation part from the backend of the of, uh, WordPress. So you mostly uh, are looking at the string and don't know exactly where that string is positioned on the front end of the website. So that lacks context and can, uh, you know, when a translator comes to translate that certain sentence, it can... Uh, Easily put it out of context.
0: Yeah, that that's a really fantastic point, really, Adrian, because that 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 could be a devil, you know, especially in headlines and um, H1, H2 tag headlines. Um, you can they can break out of um, the basic layout structure. It could look it could rapidly start to look pretty messy, can't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it can.
0: Right, we're going to go for a break Uh, there. And when we come back, we're going to delve into the world of multi-language websites in a bit more detail with Adrian, our guest. Be back in a few moments, folks.
1: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP
0: Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. It's something we all have to look at as a developer or a power user. Are we gonna have our site in multiple languages? So I thought it was an excellent topic. And I thought Adrian would be the right guy to talk about it. So when he came on the radar, I thought, let's bag him and have him on the show. Um, Cindy, you got a question?
2: Okay, I do. I'm not a techie person, so strings and whatever you're talking about doesn't resonate with me. But what does is the, is the client experience, right? When I'm on the other side of a website that, you know, uh, has translation options um, and again, because I've been doing a lot of research recently, I've been landing on websites where I've needed the translation into English. And I guess my question is because sometimes the translation is horrible. Um, and you can't understand what the heck the person is trying to say. are are all of the would, would all of the plugins kind of get the translation services from the same place or like how how do you how can you ensure the quality of the translation? Is there anything that you can do or is it just the nature of the beast because it's, it's uh, automated to some extent?
1: Yeah. uh, Excellent question. Uh,
2: (laughs) I do not know if it was a stupid question or
1: not. (laughs) No, 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 you can, I mean, it's a, it's a real problem and there is no control over the quality of translation. So uh, you can do a couple of things. Uh, First, um, it's not a good idea to to set up you know automatic translations. We offer these integrations as well because it helps you speed up speed things up. but my suggestion would be to always work with professional translators, especially when it comes to sensitive content like a landing page or your home page or so on and um you can ensure the quality by, you know, uh, checking the translator profile uh, before. And there are also services which uh, offer this uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, tasks, which you can, some plugins integrate, for example, WPMLs has a lot of uh, integrations with different, uh, has his own uh, service, and there are many available there. The thing is, we also, uh, set something up similar which uh, allow you to create translator accounts and uh, allow other people to translate certain portions of your website so i think uh, you can do that like uh, make sure you're working with professional translators or use a service that is known for um, offering only this like only professional translations
0: and uh... Oh sorry to interrupt.
2: Oh no no my just my comment was I guess some of those websites have probably just been using the automated translation because
0: Probably probably.
2: But yeah so I mean I think that makes that's sense. That's
1: the the fastest way and it works sometime it's not something I recommend because uh you know uh, Google crawls on those websites and if you you're trying to rank you should at least enter and edit uh, the strings to make them sound even better like uh, the automatic translation tools even though they're becoming better and better for example deeple is another uh, really good competitor to google translate which we're going to add support to uh, the idea is to to always uh, edit and improve the existing automatic translation because their their main purpose is to help you speed things up like not have to translate everything everything but just go and check and verify or not yourself but a professional translator
2: right right jonathan
0: oh i was just going to ask you what are some of the main leaders in the automatic translation so you mentioned it was google and and what's the other
1: one L
0: and would you say they're the two main ones, or is there a third one that comes? I'm
1: sure in? there are others, uh, uh, but yes, we judging by what our users uh, requ- requested from us in repeated times, because we always write you know these things down. These have been the two key uh, services that they they wanted to to integrate, and most of them said that Deepol is uh, becoming much much better than google at has a contextual uh, translation which is much better
0: and the services um the service companies that provide um interpreters and that are do uh, any of those come to mind that you would recommend
1: these are a lot there are a lot of services and uh, you have to I know a couple, but uh, I haven't tested a lot of them. So uh, I suggest just, uh, you know, Googling and uh, doing your own research. There, there are quite a lot of, of services. Uh, most of them, the ones that are really good, only offer a few languages. Right. Like they are super focused, laser focused and offer like 10 languages or 20 There are also big players which offer up to 100 or something like that.
0: So you would say as a recommendation, you know, if they're only specializing between 5 and 10, that's a good sign. If they're offering more than that, um, it could be a... a, a Not
1: necessarily, not necessarily. I think uh, you should uh, read the reviews and see exactly... uh, I mean do a little bit of research, it doesn't really mean... I mean, if do you have a, a lot of languages, of supporting languages, obviously you're a huge company which uh, has a great infrastructure for providing translations. So some of them can be can be really, really good.
0: And have you got any idea around price when you're, when you're hiring? Can you give us some rough ideas how they charge? Do they charge by the minute, by the or to they, tra-
1: they charge they normally charge by word right so basically you how this works a lot of uh, our uh, a lot of wordpress plugins have an integration with a um, professional translation service so the way it works you send a couple of strings to the translator and then uh, he can send them back directly to the wordpress uh, interface you approve them and they then they appear uh, as translated on your website. And you get a bill uh, which is calculated by, based on the number of uh, words you send for translation. This is how it normally works. But you can also like keep it simple and uh, send your content to a translation uh, translator and then just upload it on your website once it gets uh, translated
0: back to you. Uh, Cindy?
2: Um, wow, <laughs> like you've opened up a whole new world for me, Adrian. Um, so your plugin's a relatively new plugin.
1: It has a near and three months. Three so, months? Yes. So a congratulations. Three Thank Good you. Good for you. Thank you. I
2: can imagine how much work it must be putting one of those together. Can you, can you maybe just tell us the story about, you know, why you decided to do it and what the, that journey to get you to where it is today, having created a, a plugin?
1: Yes, yes so the main uh, the main story is that we used to work uh, on a lot of multilingual websites. We built uh, them even for like a simple presentation sites, but also for like university websites where you had uh, really complex setups and uh, so on and we were really happy with the existing multilingual solutions. We were also looking to to come up with a new product because uh Uh, before building TranslatePress we had uh, uh, we already had like three products uh, which we built before and this sounded like a a great opportunity an amazing uh, uh, opportunity so we decided to build a plugin that was uh, the main idea was to make it super that simple to to use like for uh, non-technical people not uh, get all the features in it but just uh, come up with something that would allow you to translate you, your website in a couple of clicks. And the main uh, idea we did is that we moved uh, everything in the front end, uh, basically, uh, in an interface that allows you to, to see exactly what you translate and to modify the translations real time uh, by just simply clicking it and entering the uh, translated text. So once you play with it, it's super intuitive. It's easy to, to figure out how to translate uh, something. And this works uh, basically with everything, including page builders or uh, uh, complex teams without having to add uh, compatibility because we translate the text that it already outputted by, by these elements on the front end. So that's how we came up with the idea. Uh, We thought we're gonna ship an initial version in three to four months. It took almost eight. So uh, we were way off with the initial estimations, but, uh, and then uh, started uh, to, we launched it for free on wp.org as a free plugin. And now I I would say it grew pretty beautifully. It uh, it powers more than 30,000 websites and uh, people find it really easy to use we're still doing a lot of polishing uh, building new features and so on but it's uh, it's on the right path
2: and and what was what was the the launch like how did you go about getting it out there and letting people know it was available
1: yeah so we already had the uh, We did a couple of things. Uh, We tried to leverage the fact that we already had an audience and uh, some existing customers. So we pitched uh, this product to our other customers, which mostly bought like membership uh, plugins from us. We also added uh, the download for free under their user account on uh, Cosmos Labs. Uh, We reached out to a lot of uh, websites to write about it, we sponsored a web uh, or uh, WordCamp in Bucharest, and so on. Uh, the, the idea was not to, you know, get sales at first. We wanted to to get the free version in as many hands as possible, and to constantly improve the plugin. And I think the the key thing was to to build a really powerful free version that people can use without having any limitations as to i don't know number of words you can translate or things like that and then uh, we we went from there
2: wow congratulations that's pretty good in 3 months uh,
1: it's an year and 3 months
2: oh
1: so a wait. year and 3
0: months okay sorry months. i thought you yes. said it just 3 months got it yeah John. i would i would <laughs> it would have been great <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking that's a lot of work in months. you must have a big team uh, so um to kind of wrap up, you said it works on the front end. Does it work reasonably well with the major page builders like Beaver Builder and Elementor?
1: Yes, uh, it works with all of them. Actually, we had a, a blog post on Elementor regarding uh, how to translate an Elementor uh, website using Translate Pass. Uh It should work out of the box with any page builder because we're only touching the output on the front end. So the content that it's displayed, we're also, um, you can also translate like AJAX strings, like the dynamic strings that for example, WooCommerce uh, when you add to cart a uh, cart, uh, add to cart a certain product, oh, right. uh, you uh, get displayed the message, you can easily translate that as well.
0: All oh, right. So do you um do you know if it works reasonably well with the two leading learn learning management systems, i.e. Lifter LMS or Learn Dash? Does it work with those two? It reasons? should
1: work. It should work. Uh uh one one key thing is TranslatePress doesn't translate the content in your backend, so it translates only the things that are in your front, uh, the, on the front of the website, in the front end. Uh, uh-huh. Everything that's outputted there, you can translate it with TranslatePress easily. So everything that the users or customers sees, you can easily translate it with TranslatePress. Now we're also working on an add-on that with Will allow you to, to translate all the get text strings added by certain plugins or teams that appear in the back end of the website. Something like if you're familiar with Loco Translate, uh, Loco Translate does that. It oh. allows you to basically translate uh, certain strings from added by certain plugins or teams. If they do it in the front end, if you have a string which is outputted by the team in the front end or by the plugin in the front end, you can easily translate them with uh, TranslatePress.
0: Oh, sounds great. We're going to wrap up the po- um, the podcast part of the show, folks. Um, Adrian's agreed to stay on. Cosmo Labs um, has a membership plugin as well, and some others that agents mentioned. We're going to have a bit of a chat, a quick chat about those. So, if you want to stay on and listen more, go to the mail right, um, um go to the WP Tonic website, or go especially to our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see the whole interview. Um, so, agent, what's the best way to learn more about you, Cosmos Labs, and what you're? T- team are up to
1: so we're we're regularly publishing transparency reports on translatepress.com so you can check out our journey there Uh, we share details regarding revenue like ups and downs what we did to promote uh, certain things to get downloads and so on what improvements are next in the plugin and also check out cosmoslabs.com that's um, display of all our products, including what Jonathan mentioned, like the membership uh, plugins we developed.
0: Oh, that's great. Cindy, how can people find out more about what you're thinking, what you're up to, and your thoughts in general?
2: Well, you can uh, come visit me at my website at uh, thecoursewhisper.com or um, reach out to me on LinkedIn. So search uh, Cindy Nicholson, and you should find me there.
0: That's great. And if you want to find out more about the membership learning management offerings and what we do for clients go to the wp tonic website and we got a load of articles that will help you build that first all powerful membership learning management system website we'll see you next week where we have another great guest sharing their experience and knowledge with you listeners and viewers we'll see you soon folks bye